Welcome to Japanatron. My name is Dave Pavlina, and Japanatron is a podcast all about life in Japan and Japanese culture. Ooh, did that in one breath. All right, today's topic I want to talk about noise pollution in Japan. This is something that has bothered me for a while now, especially recently. So, this is a bit of a rant, one of my ranting episodes. And I'm sorry about that. I know those, I know my rant episodes don't do all that well. But for me personally, it's so therapeutic. It feels so good to get this stuff off my chest. And I don't know if other people feel the same or not. If you do, you'll probably enjoy this episode if you think Japan is noisy. If you disagree with me, you probably won't enjoy this episode. So maybe you should stop right now instead of leaving a nasty trolling comment. <laughs> All right, so let's start. You know, I never realized how quiet the U.S. is actually until I moved to Japan. And I had this impression before moving here that Japan values peace and quiet and everyone is so polite and, uh, and, and this whole image of the shy, quiet Japanese. And I was dead wrong. It's actually pretty damn noisy here. And I hear this, actually, I have heard this from other foreigners, so that makes me feel better、uh, that I'm not the only one that feels this way. And I heard this kind of quote that I'll sum up is that Japanese people are just used to noise. They grow up with it, they live with it, they tolerate it. They have always had this kind of noise built into their culture, and as such, they're just used to it. They don't really notice it anymore because they have grown up with it. And I think this is actually kind of sad because noise has been shown to indeed affect health. It does damage health. It damages your hearing, of course, and it causes stress. And even more sad is personally, I think I'm getting used to it from living here as long as I have. And I'm turning Japanese and I'm beginning to tolerate it. So that's the point of this episode is to kind of rant, make myself feel better, and get all this stuff off my chest. All right, so let's, let's say. Let's talk about some examples here. Some examples. Number one, always, and everyone can relate to this one, is those political campaign vans. Okay? And this is the chief, this is one of the big ones, because this is the politicians doing it. Their, their campaign strategy is to drive around with these vans equipped with these megaphone blasters on the roof. And they're driving around your neighborhood. Right when you're、uh, home from work after a long day, trying to enjoy maybe a quiet bath or a nice dinner、uh, with your special someone. And as you're enjoying that quiet time after a stressful day at work,、uh, you hear. You hear that blaring through your windows. And it's even better when it's during summer and your windows are open. And I guess the law says that they're supposed to stop at 9 p.m. Okay. But, <laughs> you, you know, all right, 9 p.m., fair enough, you know, bedtime. At least you don't have it blasting in at that time. 
but you have it blasting into your neighborhood. These are residential areas that they'll drive through. And even worse is several will be driving through at the same time. So you can't even tell. It's just noise. It's just cacophony blasting into your, your living space. Now, the problem I have with this example is that these are the political this is the political campaign strategy of Japan. They rely on noise pollution to get elected. Now, do you think a culture or country like that is ever going to uh, start some anti-noise uh, anti-noise pollution legislation? <laughs> I don't think so, man. So, the fact that the politicians are participating in noise pollution tells me that change will never happen unless people start getting executed or something. So that, that, that's the chief example. Next example, scooters with modified mufflers. Oh, I hate these fuckers. I hate them because they're in my neighborhood. They've all moved into my building. Okay, overnight. I don't know what happened. Uh, you get these little 200, 250 cc scooters. It's not a Harley. It's not just naturally loud because it has a big engine. No, it has a small, quiet engine, actually. And they put an aftermarket modified muffler on it to make it extra loud. Okay? Genius. Thanks, Japan, for engineering that for us. Uh, and they'll drive around, and they basically just do this to annoy people. They just want to see how much they can get away with. And believe me, they get away with a lot. They get away with everything. Next example, Uyoku vans. Okay, these are black vans, similar to the political campaign, campaign vans. Uh, they drive around and basically they scream uh, racist sentiment and play World War II uh, songs. Basically, they're Nazis in vans, driving around saying, Foreigner, go home, uh, F you, uh, round eye. Okay, so that's the freedom of speech there. <laughs> you can do that in Japan. You can say, I hate Koreans, I hate gays, I hate uh, white people, I hate black people, I hate everybody uh, except who's driving the van. <laughs> and you can drive around uh, and scream that, apparently. That's, uh, that's freedom of speech. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, freedom of speech. Good job there. Next one on the list I have composed is the recycle vans. We'll take your used refrigerators, stereos, plastic goods, old stuff. We'll take it all. Driving around your neighborhood. Saying that over and over again. Sometimes it's on a recorded loop. Uh, and, of course, this naturally has to be through a residential neighborhood, of course, to be effective. So, again, it's blasted into your living space. Uh, another example which, uh, I'll be honest, I don't hear these much anymore, but it's, I call it the Yaki Emo. It's a guy with a cart, and he goes, Yaki Emo! And that means grilled potatoes. He is screaming about grilled potatoes. Now, you could argue that this is akin to America's ice cream truck, playing the little music through the neighborhood. Do, 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 do. Everybody get, not your ice cream, but get your grilled potatoes. Very Japanese, and some people think it's a nice tradition. You know, it's traditional, you feel like you're really in Japan. Okay, I'll, I'll concede. I'll, I'll give you that one. But sometimes, man, shut the fuck up, man. It is just this old man with this really annoying voice. Just the way he's doing that. 
It's just meant to be obnoxious. Yakimo! And, and there's similar other examples, too, like, uh, I don't know, like some police, uh, like volunteer police force going through your neighborhood with tram- uh, with tambourines, shaking tambourines or beating drums, saying, you know, be safe, <laughs> look both ways before you cross the street, which brings me to the final one on my list, which is excessive announcements. The door is closing. The door is opening. The next floor is the 15th floor. You know, it says clearly on the display that it's the 15th floor. I think I know which floor that the elevator is stopping at. Why do you have to announce it with sound over and over again? (laughs) Is it really necessary? Some may argue, yes, it is necessary. You need all of these announcements. But... They're in Japanese, so it's not like they're helping the foreigners. The number that says the floor will help the foreigners, because no matter what language you speak, the floor being clearly displayed as a number, instead of being spoken in Japanese, will help pretty much anybody from any country that speaks any language. And it makes me think that Japan treats its people like children. You have to just keep announcing. There's stairs here. Be careful. Watch your step. Okay? Many, many countries, you know, safety is a big thing in in most countries. (laughs) And they put a sign there or something, even something universal, just a red dot with an exclamation point in it or something, you know, with a watch your steps uh, sign. Why do you have to announce it with sound all the time? Bing bong! Now, train crossings, I get. That's extremely dangerous. You know, you have to have the gates come down, you have to have the flashing lights. Ambulances, yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. But the door is opening, the door is closing. I mean, can't you just have a little bell ding once? You know, the door is closing, please be careful, and it's the automated announcement, and then the station attendant says it three or four additional times on the PA system. Really, is it necessary? Don't rush for the train. Everyone's going to still do it. There's always going to be some dude, Some I've been there, that tries to rush for the door. Okay, don't do that. You know, thank you. <laughs> we know, we're adults. We're not children. We know we're not supposed to rush for the train, but people do it anyway because because humanity is stupid, okay? <laughs> no matter what country, race, religion, background, no matter where, what color you are, it doesn't matter. Man, woman, child, adult, it doesn't matter. Stupid people, greedy, retarded people are everywhere. And I don't mean retarded as in mentally disabled. I mean retarded as in retarded. You're just a stupid person. You have no mental disabilities at all. You're just stupid. And I've been there. I've been stupid. I'm flawed. I'm a flawed human. I've been greedy. I've been hungry. I've been hangry. I've been in a bad mood. And I am flawed. I admit this. Humanity is intrinsically flawed. And some are more flawed than others. And those that are more flawed than others are riding those bikes, are screaming their names to get elected, are selling Yaki Emo, are yelling racist sentiments about foreigner go home, and are collecting your recycled goods. (laughs) 
Now, I'm sure, this is my list of examples, and I'm sure other listeners have their examples too. You live in this neighborhood, and this particular noise uh, problem plagues your particular neighborhood. I'm sure you have your examples. There's probably a myriad of other ones that I have not mentioned Um, So please chime in, please. If you relate to this and you hate noise as much as I do in Japan, please chime in with your examples. Uh, I'm sure there's more. Personal experiences. I want to share some personal stories uh, with uh, noise in Japan. Number one, like I said recently, I have suffered greatly from these a-holes on scooters uh, with the modified mufflers. They have all moved in my building overnight. And this one guy, there's always one guy. And you know what's funny? It makes me love women because I don't see women ever doing this. (laughs) So God bless you, Japanese women. It's always a guy. It's always a Japanese guy. And hey, there might be foreign guys doing it, but I have yet to see. Please let me know if I'm wrong if you've ever seen a woman on one of these scooters. I've yet to see a woman on one of these scooters. It's always a guy. And usually, it's always a Japanese guy. I've never seen a foreigner guy on one of these. Modified mufflers, super extra loud. The best way I can describe this sound, and there are different versions of it, is it sounds like a leaf blower and a chainsaw and a weed whacker all at the same time on the highest possible setting. People often cite uh, a jet engine as something that's the most damaging to hearing. You know, like a machine that's the most damaging to hearing. You know, is it as loud as a jet engine? You know, that's loud. The decibel level of that is super loud. That really damages uh, your eardrums and your health. No, I think it's gone beyond that. I think this modified muffler, I think Japanese scientists worked for months and months in some kind of underground secret laboratory uh, to perfect the most efficient and effective way to damage the population's hearing health and happiness. They sat down at their, you know, their CAD design studio, and they said, we have to make something way better than the jet engine sound. We have to really blow out people's eardrums with this thing. Uh, that's the way we're going to sell this this product to all the Japanese guys that want to that wanna really fuck up people and really piss people off. We have to, that's the way we're going to make money off this product. We have to make it so damaging to human health. And they just studied and they researched and they they came up with it. And Japanese culture is known for that, for perfecting their technology to such an extent that it is just this relentless pursuit of perfection. And they did a fantastic job on this muffler. It is amazing, especially this one guy. This one guy's muffler is just beyond the other ones I've ever heard. And I, I, I'm willing to bet that during the course of this podcast, it has happened during other podcasts, that you will hear it. You will hear it bleed into the background of my podcast. Because day in, day out, middle of the night, I hear this guy coming and going on this thing. And I went into the building parking lot to look at it. Because I saw him coming home, and I spotted the guy. I'm like, oh my god, that's the guy. And he's got what looks like a like a Transformer Decepticon helmet on. <laughs> that's, that's like his helmet. That's Japan. He's smoking a cigarette, and he's got his legs sticked out, stuck out, like off the scooter. That's the way they do it, because that's so cool in this country to do it that way. And he's got the neon lights underneath. You know, it looks like a Transformer. And that's so cool, huh? Oh, it's so cool. It looks like an anime or a manga episode. 
okay? And he comes in, and he, he, he I look at the bike, and the bike has not one muffler, but like two or three. And I don't even know how they did that, how they rigged it on the engine. I think actually there's just electric speakers <laughs> that make it even noisier or something. It's totally artificial noise. It does not come from the engine completely. It, it can't. It's only a 200, 250cc engine on it. It can't be that noisy. Uh, I don't know how they pulled it off, but uh, Japan, you did a fantastic job on it. So thank you for fucking up my ears and uh, damaging my health and making my life more stressful. And uh, uh, our building, by the way, is right next to a uh, daycare center. So uh, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, that's sarcastic, by the way. Uh, so I looked at this thing, and and yeah, it's it's a sight to behold. It's it's the most loud, obnoxious thing I've ever heard. Okay, and I can't do anything about it. Uh, the police can't. They won't. They they can't do anything about it. I've googled this. I've researched this a lot, and uh, I am spinning my wheels on. <laughs> I'm spinning my wheels. I'm spinning my scooter wheels on this one. And really, uh, the only solutions I've considered is violence. <laughs> is going into the parking lot and just exploding, pissing on, whatever, to his scooter. Uh, that probably won't help my future. I will probably lose that one in the end. I will get deported at best. I will get arrested uh, and executed at worst. Um, so that probably won't help my future. I will also probably get caught in about two seconds because, of course, you know, in Japan style, there are security cameras everywhere in that parking lot. So I've, I've looked into this, actually. I'm trying to trying to figure out some way to covertly uh, explode this guy, uh, but I have not come up with anything. Uh, that's the one solution. Uh, complaining about it probably won't get me anything. Uh, I've tried to complain to the building management. They can't do anything about it. Okay, and what can I do? I can complain to city office. And I have not done this yet. Uh, I've Googled it, and no one has had any success with this. Uh, no one enforces these. If There are laws against noise, but... Walk around Tokyo. <laughs> no one's enforcing them. Cops aren't doing anything. The scooters drive right in front of police uh, uh, police stands. You know, those little uh, Koban things. Uh, police stations. They zoom in front of it to taunt them. They buzz uh, police uh, motorcycles. <laughs> Hell, I think eventually the police motorcycles will have these modified mufflers as well. I swear the male guy, uh, he was so noisy too. I thought he had one of them, but I was wrong. He just had an old bike that was just noisy from being old and probably poorly maintained or something. Um, so I, I don't really know what else to do about it because complaining is not going to get me anything. And, uh, and uh, 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 actually resorting to violence will probably get me arrested or, or incarcerated or executed. So I have not taken action. The last solution I thought of is joining him. I'll buy one of these scooters and try to make it even louder than his. Or I'll go to his apartment and, and play, like, electric guitar uh, in front of his... and just set up the amplifier right in front of his uh, door or window or something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, looking at how the neighborhood tolerates it, I want to do it myself. <laughs> it almost advertises it. It encourages me to do it. Yeah, I'm going to take up smoking and the, the scooter and the loud thing, and I'll stick my feet out to the side, you know, and I'll drive around doing this and just see how far I can take it. It's a competition. Can I be louder and more of an a-hole than this guy is? Uh, I don't know. It's a challenge. Maybe I'm up for it. <laughs> it really does. It advertises it, encourages other people to do it, and lots of people. It's always a Japanese guy. 
uh, takes him up on it. Please let me know if you've ever seen a woman on, on those things. I've, I have personally never seen one. Okay, that's the scooters. Uh, the next example is really short. I was sitting in a restaurant, and in fact, this happened in two restaurants. Uh, sometimes I go to for lunch uh, during my workday. And I'm sitting in this what restaurant, Japanese restaurant, all run by women. God bless them. Food is amazing. Okay, you go in there, you pay your money, and you it's kind of like a little buffet. And you take uh, one of these and two of that, and you go through the line, and I'm sitting there eating. And it's got this, you know, really kind of traditional setup. A little bit of background music, some nice lighting. Per- fairly good am- ambiance. But I'm sitting there eating, and it's just wham, bang. There's just cracking and clacking of dishes and they're not breaking dishes it's not like when they drop the dish and break it and they say you know you got the noisy dish shattering and then you have (laughs) on top of that it's not that example because yeah that's noisy but it's not you know the the regular run of things they're just slamming the dishes non-stop the trays into some kind of bin uh to wash them and then they're yelling say. they're yelling uh, when people leave. And I'm sitting there trying to enjoy my lunch, and I'm like, man, the first thought that, that came to me was this restaurant would be so much better if they just made it a little quieter. I mean, I'm, I'm at work, right? And I'm trying to enjoy a relaxing lunch, you know, get away from the stressful workplace. And I get this wham, bam! It's almost like they're purposely slamming the dishes as loud as possible, you know, into this bin, you know, that's and the kitchen is kind of open style, you know, it's not isolated from the dining area. And uh, I went to another restaurant, same kind of setup. The, the cooking area is kind of open, so you can see it. Japan has a lot of this. And fair enough, you know, you get to kind of see what's going on in the kitchen, but it's so noisy. And man, can you just appreciate the fact that you have an open kitchen and that the noise carries and you're yelling Hiroshima say and you're slamming the dishes into the into the washing area and whatever. And it's so fucking loud. And it really it ruins the dining experience. You know? The food is great, it tastes fine. But Japan, think about the other parts of the experience, you know? There's been a lot of restaurants where I just want to ear, wear earplugs. And there's been a lot of places I, I go to in Japan, walking around. This is why people wear uh, headphones all the time. I mean, people do that in all cities around the world, of course, you know, wearing headphones to and from places. But I want to keep them on while I'm eating. I want to wear earplugs while I'm eating. Um, think a little bit about the sound level in your restaurant. And I have not done any scientific research on this. I, I haven't gotten to that stage. I'm, I'm interested in possibly buying one of those, you know, those decibel meters, to see what, how loud is it uh, when that scooter goes by my apartment building? How loud is it in the restaurant? And how does that compare to the average restaurant with an open kitchen in the U.S.? I don't know. I haven't done the scientific part yet. Uh, I'd be willing to bet it is louder. Um, I don't know. It's just, when I was sitting in the restaurant, I'm like, damn, this place would be so much better if it was just quieter. All right, next personal experience. I call this the soccer boy's story. Uh, and this is kind of a story of success, okay? So don't hold your breath, though. 
my apartment is on the ground floor. It's a little hard to explain. It's actually on the second floor. And in one side of the building, it's the second floor. Like, there's this kind of ground floor lobby and entrance area. On the back of the building, actually, there's this little park uh, that's built into the second floor of the building. It's kind of on this elevated kind of walkway thing. It's hard to explain. Anyways, there's this park that's sort of built into the uh, the building. Uh, and the my balcony, so to speak, uh, the veranda opens up to this park. And there's sort of this shrubbery area that separates my the edge of my veranda from the park. And uh, maybe a couple years ago, uh, in the park, we would get people, you know, having a good time late at night, laughing and drinking, okay? And the people forget the fact that they're in an, a park that's right in an apartment complex. And people like me on the, that f- ground floor are especially susceptible to noise coming from the park. Now, little kids are playing in the park during the day, and I don't care. I like the sound of kids' laughter, and it's during the daytime. It's not during the night when I'm trying to sleep. So I don't really mind the sound of children playing. I think it's actually a nice, pleasant sound. Uh, What I do mind is when I'm trying to sleep. It's 11, it's 11.30, it's maybe even midnight. And there's people partying and and laughing and having a nice, noisy, loud, drunken-ass time in the park. Okay, at night. That's too late. Okay, people are sleeping. You're right next to an apartment building. What the fuck is wrong with you? So there was this this thing going on where uh, these these guys, of course, Japanese guys, man, always always, and there were foreigners with them. Okay, so and I'll say that. Okay, it wasn't just Japanese guys. It was other dudes too. Uh, n- n- almost never girls. It's always dudes. Okay, guys are right. Uh, guys are assholes. I'll, I'll say it. I'm a guy and I'm an asshole. I'll say it too. Uh, we're assholes. We're the assholes of the world. Okay, and uh, soccer boys, these soccer boys were playing soccer, and it, it was like 11.30 at night, and they were so fucking loud, okay? And I was trying to sleep, and my kid was trying to sleep, and couldn't get to sleep, and that was really pissing me off, okay? And I was getting really pissed off, and it, I changed into the ugly, angry foreigner, and I stormed out there, and I yelled at him, I said, shut the and they all froze like the deer in the headlights. And one, uh, a few of them were foreigners. And one of them said in perfect, unaccented English, hey, take it easy, bro. Okay. And it was awesome. I liked it because I freaked out. I just lost it. I had, I had lost my mind. I had cracked. I was a fucking psycho foreigner. The psychotic, ugly foreigner. And they froze deer in the headlights. And that shit, that game was over. Game over. I was pissed off. I went to the building management, and they're just sitting there jerking off. They don't do shit. They're just looking at their cameras, watching these assholes playing uh, playing soccer in the park. Now, it turned out I did not know this at the time, but um, I didn't know this at the time, but the park is technically the coup, the, um, the city office property. And I guess there's some line, some vague line uh, drawn that divides the actual apartment complex from the park. 
But if you were to look at it, you would never know. There's no fence or anything or demarcation. In fact, I thought the park was like private and belonged to the apartment complex, but I was wrong. It's actually part of, it's actually a public park, city office park. And that's probably technically the reason why the security guys for the apartment complex never did anything. Uh, I guess, you know, in, in true Japan fashion, if the ball went over that demarcation line, the security guy may have come out there. But I don't know, man. They rely on the technology too much. They put up the security cameras, and those security guys don't do shit. You know, some old guy, he's not going to do shit, you know? Because I, I never see them really enforcing anything, you know? I don't know, maybe it's different, hopefully, if there's some guy climbing over your veranda and smashing your window open to steal stuff. You know, if a guy's climbing out of your, your house with a TV. Hopefully, maybe the security guy will, will do something about that. But I think they rely on the presence of the security cameras too much, uh, thinking it's, some, it's silently going to enforce the rules. Okay, and this noise rule obviously was not getting enforced, so I was pretty pissed. I complained to the building security guy. Okay, he's don't go where you know. So he didn't know what was going on. I don't think they're even. I, I don't know if the camera's even on. Are they real? Are they plastic? <laughs> is that blinking red light on it? Is it like just an LED with a battery? Is it fake? I don't know. Anyways, long story short, and the, sorry, I, I, I babble on and on. I know this. Um, signs went up. Uh, a week uh, a week later, signs were up in the park that said, no noise after such and such, no doing this, no doing that. New signs went up. And uh, I felt proud. I don't know if it was just me alone or if other people uh, complained silently. Japanese people usually do not do what I uh, did. and They usually flip their lid and go and scream at people. Okay. Uh, they usually silently complain to building management or something. But... Um, supposedly I heard a story, I don't know if it's true, I heard it through the grapevine, that the building management had their meeting, like their monthly meeting, and my flipping out incident got brought up. And they put up signs, and they decided to actually start enforcing noise, because my flipping out incident caused other Japanese people to finally actually speak up. You know, come to think of it, that soccer thing at night does piss me off. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to second what that psycho foreigner did. And I'm going to say, yeah, that annoys me too. That made me feel good. Uh, signs went up. Now, I, I don't know if people are going to heed them, but I will say it hasn't happened since. This was a couple years ago. So, you know, I'll say moral of the story, psycho foreigner gets shit done, dude. Flip out once in a while. Hammer the nail down. In the, true, in the truest, most psychotic, noisy fashion, flip your lid, crazy motherfucker, uh, in your face way possible, and you'll get shit done. That gets shit done. Quietly, politely complaining to the building management probably ain't gonna get shit done as quickly. Okay? Final personal story. I'll call this the Shrine Drummer story. This is way back. I lived out in Tolteri Prefecture. I was the English teacher. And my apartment was on, like, the fourth floor. Okay, so not ground floor, but low enough so that noise from the street level would get into my apartment. Our apartment was situated right next to this really tiny uh, Shinto shrine. Not the run-down, abandoned ones you see sometimes, but a really, really small one. But this one was maintained. 
uh, it was it was well taken care of. So I guess I guess you could call it one of the active ones, not like the rundown abandoned ones. Anyways, there was this guy, uh, a priest, I guess we'll call him. I'm not really into religion. If you are, my podcast is not for you. <laughs> uh, I'm not really into religion. Anyways, some priest guy, whatever, a, a human being. He doesn't have magical powers. He would come to the shrine. And I'm not shitting you, 5.30 in the morning. And he would hit the taiko drums, okay, at 5.30. Now, once again, my problem with noise in Japan is not the noise itself always, but the time it's done. The biggest problem, the noise I have the biggest problem with is noise when I'm trying to sleep, like early, early in the morning or late, late at night. Okay, fair enough? Thanks. <laughs> uh, he, he played 5.30 in the morning. Now, for some people, this wouldn't be an issue, but when I was an English teacher, our working hours were, like, skewed over into the evening, because that's the way English teaching goes. People learn their English after work, so for the English teaching business model to succeed, you have to do the core of your lessons in the evening. That's when students want to learn their English after work. So our hours were like 12 to 9 p.m. or so. So all of my evening activities, like eating dinner and all that, were all skewed into the later evening hours, 9, 30, 10, 11. So I was up late most nights, you know, doing dinner, a little relaxing TV, knowing that the next morning I didn't start work until 12 noon or 1 p.m. Okay, so I slept in late because of our working hours being skewed that way. 5.30 a.m. did not gel too well with me. It did not resonate with my English teaching lifestyle. And this asshole playing taiko at 5.30 in the morning. Now, granted, it wasn't every morning, maybe once a week. He would play with, he would play this taiko. And let me say, this was not good taiko. I've heard good taiko, and I enjoy good taiko. Not necessarily at 5.30 in the morning, but I've heard good taiko, and it's cool. It invigorates you. It charges you. Now, I don't really want to be charged up at 5.30 in the morning, but the problem with this guy's taiko, it was fucking god-awful. God was covering his ears. God was wearing earplugs. You know, he's all kami-sama, blah, 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 and God's going, shut the fuck up, man, stop that, cut that out now. It was horrible. It was off time, the rhythm, he was a horrible drummer, horrible player. Dong, 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 It sounded broken. The rhythm was horrible, horrific. It, it was just such cacophony. It, it, it's just, I just remember in being in bed, just covering my ears with the pillow, you know, almost like a cartoon episode. Oh, God. Anyways, I finally couldn't take it anymore. I talked to the building, I talked to the building office, I talked to city office, nothing, spinning my wheels again. Uh, I talked to uh, my boss because uh, the company uh, pays for the apartment, actually. And if you want to move, um, you would, uh, you would talk to my, your boss. And so I talked to my boss and she said, you know what? She talked to, uh, you know, the, the head office and she said, we can move your apartment if you really want to. And I was debating this because actually, uh, at this point where I just couldn't take it anymore, uh, when I was finally actually doing something about it, I had decided to end my contract, not for this reason alone, for various reasons, but, um, I had already decided to stop teaching English. I was going to let my contract run out. And I had, you know, maybe less than six months, I think, left. And I was like, man, it's not worth moving the apartment. Uh, 
you know, and she's like, maybe you should just get earplugs, go to bed earlier, you know, whatever, get up at 5.30 when he does it, you know, that's your time to wake up, I guess, that's your, your rooster, you know, if you live with a rooster in the neighborhood, <laughs> that was my rooster, he was my rooster, okay, and unlike a rooster, I thought this was stoppable, I thought this was preventable noise pollution, so I, I complained directly to the shrine, there was actually like a sign with a phone number, and I called it, Okay, and they probably don't get many phone phone calls, and they certainly don't get many phone calls from foreigners. So the woman that answered the phone was a little taken aback. And I said, you know, the Tycho is just, uh, it's, it's driving me crazy. I can't sleep. You're waking me up early in the morning. Um, you know, I, I work late. And uh, she said, oh, well, you have to speak to the priest. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, that's going to do something. Okay, so... It, that call to the woman did nothing, of course. So, uh, the next step I did was I, I finally, I got up, and I took my video camera, actually, because I wanted to document this, and he was playing Tycho, and I went over and I filmed it. And it was almost, I, I should have brought the decibel meter, which I don't own, but it would have been more scientific to bring the decibel meter. But I brought a camera to document uh, this is 5.30 in the morning, and this is what he's doing, and this is how loud it is. Hopefully, you can kind of get an idea for how loud it is based on the camera footage. He stops playing, and I say, Simasen, and he comes over, and I say, why do you play Taiko so early in the morning? It's, it's noisy. I can't sleep. You know, I work late, and the apartment building is right there. The windows are right there. And I, I have to complain to you, man. It, it's, it's driving me crazy. I, I can't sleep. I kept saying that. I can't sleep with this. And he's given this long-winded explanation about God and the sun and sun worship, you know, and, and Ra and the other Egyptian God. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. My Japanese comprehension was failing me at this point. It's so, some religious explanation, and I'm like, I'm not a religious person, and if you're going to pull that shit with me, I'm just going to give you a big fuck you. And and people, the kids at school, getting up in the morning, they say, arigato, arigato, thank you so much for the shitty drumming. And he's giving me this long-winded explanation, it, trying to defend his, his shitty playing, and I'm not buying it. And really, I walk away unsatisfied that basically he gives me a fuck you with a smile. And I give him a fuck you with a smile. And what, I don't know, I guess I, I accomplished nothing but some obnoxious footage. And uh, we just agreed to disagree, I guess you could say. So I took the footage, and I, I shot some additional footage, uh, because I had nothing to do, especially in those days. And I made a, a comedy video of sorts. What I build as a comedy video, which uh, in retrospect was more of this kind of rant, the, the, similar to this podcast, where I'm just ranting and raving. Uh, and it was basically a personal thing. It was therapeutic for me. It made me feel better to make this video and get all of this off my chest. And in collaboration with this video, I composed a song, I wrote a song called the the Shrine Drummer, where I was complaining about this guy, uh, and and you know I you know the lyrics were about me going to city office and how God is covering his ears and he needs a metronome and a monk a baby monkey could play better than he could, you know this satire uh, satirical song I wrote. Okay, so I, I start kind of uh, I I build the song into my live show that I was doing in Toltori at the time, and people love it. I got a group of fans that said I know that shrine. 
I know that shrine and I hate that guy too. And that felt good. That felt a lot better. It felt so much better, at least to know that at least I'm suffering, not alone. Other people are suffering with me. That felt better, at least. Like, I could tolerate it a little bit better knowing that other people share my sentiments. Okay. And this was seriously making me lose my mind. So, uh, another thing I did was I wrote this really short note that said, I think that the shrine drummer uh, is too loud and plays too early in the morning. If you agree with me, could you please send me an email? Uh, and I gave my email address. And I wasn't really expecting anything. And I had someone check it. Uh, I think it was a coworker. I had someone check it, a native speaker check it, uh, native check. I wanted people to think this was not a foreigner because, you know, foreigner stands out different. I wanted someone to think it was coming from another fellow Japanese person, uh, a native speaker. So, yeah, maybe I deceived them, so to speak, but I, I kind of wanted them to think this is another Japanese person like you, and I think it's too noisy. Uh, so, I stuck this little note in everyone's mailbox at my apartment building, and I got like one or two replies, and I felt much better, too. So, that helped me tolerate it for the next, you know, less than six months until my contract ran out, and uh, I, I finished my contract, so I, I could tolerate it, but I did invest in some earplugs, but the problem with earplugs is, you know, if, you, if you've ever tried to sleep with earplugs, it's not easy, it's really uncomfortable, especially if you sleep on your side, and the earplug gets shoved further into your ear, it's, it's really an uncomfortable feeling, and it's difficult to sleep. Uh, you can also hear your breathing differently, anyways, the earplugs was, was not working out. Uh, fortunately, he wasn't doing it, like, every morning. Um... So I made this video, and I put it up on YouTube, and it didn't do so well, and I was thinking about taking it down, and, you know, I don't know. I just left it up. Years and years and years went by. Literally, like, four years later or so, I, I kind of just forgot about the video. Suddenly, it got picked up by some, like, Uyoku-type guy. You know, he hates foreigners or something. And he, t he took my video and reposted on Nico Nico video. And Nico Nico video is like the Japanese version of YouTube. It's mostly, though, um, like anime or otaku videos. It's really nutty otaku maniac people um, into the, the mania culture. It's mostly, I would say, Japanese guys. And there's a lot of evil trolling shit up there. I had never really explored Nico Nico video because foreigners that post stuff on Nico Nico video get trolled to no end. Fuck you, go home to your country, really racist evil shit. I guess it's like Nietzsche-chan or, well, I don't know, that forum where people rave and rant about foreigners and how much they hate them and there's a lot of trolling. Big trolling problem on the Nietzsche-chan or, or the, uh, and the, uh, or Yon-chan, I don't remember what it's called. The forum and the Nico Nico video. A lot of trolling up there, especially if you're a foreigner, if, especially if you're not Japanese. And a foreigner guy, oh, forget about it. If you're a cute foreigner girl, you'll get a lot of compliments. But if you're a foreigner guy, oh, fuck it. Don't even try. If you're doing any kind of content in Japanese, uh, don't try Nico Nico video. Anyways, the guy posted on Nico Nico video, and I got a viral response. All these uh, comments uh, going through my website, people trying to DOS me, um, and um, all these, like, uh, emails sent through, uh, you know, I don't have my email address posted publicly, but, you know, there's, like, a contact me link. All these people saying, fuck you, go back to America, you know, of course, all in Japanese. 
And Nico Video allows you to put the comments, they scroll across the screen, you know. And there's all this, like, racist comments. And it was probably from, it's just probably a ton of contents, uh, comments and trolling from, like, the same five or ten, you know, anti-foreigner racist guys or something. Anyways, my whole satiric video about the noisy temple drummer, the shrine drummer, you know, they saw that as anti-religious, you know, akin with the anti-Muslim type of stuff. <laughs> Whatever. Long story short, I took it down. Uh, the trolls won. <laughs> the trolls won that one. It wasn't worth it for me. The video didn't do that well anyway. It wasn't my best comedic effort. <laughs> Granted, it was just a rant. It made me feel good. It it served its uh its therapeutic function well enough. It had it had been up there long enough. I took it down. I complained to Nico Nico video. I said, you know, the guy was stupid. He even left my splash screen in it, you know, that has my site logo. <laughs> so he didn't really make any effort to cover up his copyright violations. So that made it easy. So I complained to Nico Nico video. It was down like in an hour. So I'll give Nico Nico video that. Uh, they did a pretty good job with that. They took it down right away. Um, and then, you know, the way viral shit is, it just faded into obscurity. Uh, you could probably find the dead link still up there somewhere. Uh, I haven't reposted it. I thought about reposting it, but really, the only thing it's going to accomplish is probably just a lot of trolling. <laughs> and I could do without that in my life. Um, I I've gotten used to trolls, but it, like I said, it wasn't the greatest comedic effort anyway. So uh, I think I could do a, a more general, funnier truly funny video instead of just a rant. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, my rants don't do so well, so I'm not expecting too many uh, listeners of this <laughs> for, for this particular episode. That's my personal experiences with noise. I'm sure uh, if you share my opinion uh, that Japan is a noisy country, uh, especially if you're a foreigner, if you're a foreigner and you think that your home country is quieter, then uh, you may uh, enjoy this episode. Final thoughts, conclusions. Uh, little final thoughts on this. Um, sometimes I wonder if free speech is really worth it. Is it really worth it? I don't know. You know, maybe we should we should reevaluate communist dictatorships. You know, maybe there's something to be said about them. You know, evil communist dictator. <laughs> you know, ruling over. You know, and suppressing free speech and the population. I mean, I because I'd be willing to bet. I'd be willing to bet that North Korea is a shitload quieter than Japan is. There ain't those campaign... There's certainly not the campa campaigning vans. <laughs> there's... There, North Korea doesn't have those. And if you're screaming and yelling something noisy, and it's not love for the emperor, <laughs> uh, you're going to get your head chopped off. So shit, there's something to be said for evil communist dictatorships. So we should maybe reevaluate that. You know, maybe my next country is I'll move to an evil communist dictatorship country and I can, I can enjoy some peace and quiet for once. <laughs> Thank you, North Korea. You're the quietest country ever, you know? Unless you want to scream about how much you love the emperor. That's, that, that you could probably get away with. But other than that, noisy bike, you'll probably get your head chopped off. So, so yeah, we should maybe think about that. Is free speech really worthwhile? 
Um, the other final thought, perhaps Japanese people are polite. You know, that's the image. They're very, very polite. The service is excellent. This is true. I see this in many, many places, and, and uh, there's many, many examples of this. But maybe, perhaps they're polite to a fault. You know, Japanese people are known to think of others before themselves. You know, that's the image. But, like I said, humanity is flawed. No matter what country, race, religion, background, wherever you are in the world, there are assholes everywhere. Every country in the world has its share of assholes, and Japan is no exception. So the whole thing with, you know, knowing the think of others before themselves, yeah, that's great and all, but there's bound to be some that are just greedy, evil assholes, like the guys riding the scooters. And so the problem with this is that it turns out that they actually end up valuing tolerance and quiet suffering. They have that expression, the nail that sticks up gets hammered down. And yeah, you know, there, is, there are examples of that in Japan. But when it comes to noise pollution, it just seems that no one really wants to do the actual hammering. There are, there are few people, because Japan is so polite, quiet suffering is valued. And no one really does the hammering. No one speaks up and screams and yells. It takes the psycho foreigner to get shit done. And I wish there were more psycho Japanese people to speak up and yell and scream and get shit done. I do see this sometimes. There are noisy protests against, you know, nuclear power, for example, or the reevaluation of the war policy, you know, the, uh, the, the national self-defense policy. I see these noisy protests. Um, and so they do scream and, and yell and bitch and whine about certain stuff. And ironically, I think they should scream and bitch and whine noisily about the noise, too. Um, so I think Japan needs more people uh, willing to stand up and do the actual hammering. Uh, because if foreigners are going to do it, foreigners aren't going to be very effective at it. Because other Japanese people are going to say, oh, that's a foreigner problem. We Japanese aren't bothered by the noise. Foreigners are. So if you don't like the noise, go the fuck home. That's significant parts of the population will probably think that unless they quietly share in their hatred for noise, in which case, most likely the Japanese approach would be to quietly complain, complain to building management, to complain to your city office. But no, that's not going to do anything. Nothing gets done here with the quiet complaining approach, unfortunately. And the only group of people ironically, that I see standing up and yelling and, and bitching and whining is the older generation. And God bless you. Old guys. old You know, I bitched, I bitched about Japanese guys and guys in general. Old Japanese men, I love them sometimes. They can bitch and whine about everything in a noisy manner. If anyone is bitching and whining noisily, it's probably older people. Uh, who do you see at those protests? Older people. Now, granted, they have a lot of more free time, probably. You know, they're retired. So they probably have more time and uh, less going on in their lives. And so they have more time and effort into bitching and whining about this stuff. So that might be why. But it, it would be great to see a, a more Japanese. It would feel better. It would be more therapeutic for me if, if more people were doing the hammering down of those nails. And I found a great article, speaking of therapeutic once again... <laughs> I found a great article about this topic uh, on the Japan Times website. It's really easy to find if you just Google like noise pollution in Japan. If you Google that phrase, it's one of the top hits. 
And I love Japan Times uh, because often I will bitch about something and I will Google it uh, to see if someone has covered it already. And often the Japan Times has. And God bless you. Because someone else shares in my sentiments. And like I said, that alone is powerful. Uh, and it doesn't get stuff changed, but it 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 is it does help my quiet suffering. <laughs> it does assist in my quiet Japanese-style quiet suffering. Uh, to uh, to know that someone else went through the effort to research and write an article, a journalist did, and so obviously other people share in my feelings. So that that helps when it's not just you that feels this way. Um, and the pop, uh, the 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 uh, the article in the Japan Times it's it's a little short, but it's really well written, and uh, it was citing this guy who's really passionate, Japanese guy, who's really passionate about noise uh, pollution reform. And his argument was that it's creating an idiotic, docile population. And there are foreigners involved in this too, in this movement. And I can't remember if the writer of that particular comment is foreigner or Japanese. Uh, But that's not really relevant. And, you know, I heard on the news as well uh, that there's some anti-noise law going into effect, but I don't really see any difference. And the problem is, and this was kind of cited in the article, is that Japan is infamous, and this is especially true of anti-noise laws, is that Japan will, you know, put in this law into effect, but really doesn't enforce them. So really, what's the point? What's the point of an, of putting and enacting a law if it's not going to be enforced? Everyone's just going to still do it anyway. You put signs up, you know, that say, don't be noisy here, and everyone's fucking noisy there. What are you going to do? Put an announcement, uh, an obnoxious announcement, uh, to uh, an audio announcement to be quiet here. So they really don't enforce it. They don't fine people for being noisy. Uh, They don't do anything that's truly effective. And people complain to city office. They complain to the police. And they just roll their eyes and shake their heads. Oh, okay. (laughs) Wakarimashita. Gambarimasu. You know it doesn't really change anything. Putting in the law into effect, again, it's just one of those therapeutic, you know, things that that maybe make people feel better that there's this law into effect. But really, I think you're giving humanity uh, too much credit because there's always going to be some assholes in every country. Japan is no exception that are going to be noisy and they're going to break the laws, especially if you're not enforcing them. So come on, Japan, step up, enforce your laws. If you're going to make an anti-noise law, enforce it, fine people. Nothing gets shit done like fining people. You take, you hurt their wallets, yeah, that'll get stuff done. You take away the scooter, you impound the scooter, you ban practices like noisy campaigning. Uh, You say, you know what, you're banned from the campaign if you're going to do that. You're not allowed to run if you're going to be noisy. You know, we got complaints coming from all these neighborhoods that say you're engaging in noisy campaigning. You know what, you're out. You're out of the race. You're, you're not allowed to campaign that way. Let's do something more intelligent. Can we campaign on TV? Can we have some debates, you know, some televised debates amongst the candidates where we discuss and argue about the issues instead of just screaming names over and over? I mean, how idiotic. I mean, it's really true, that comment. This noise, you know, people just become tolerant over it and you just become idiotic and tolerant of it, you know, and docile. And you're just your face is just buried in the in the uh, in the smartphone with the earplugs on, and you take out the earplugs and you're greeted with more cacophony. And and really, man, it, it is just docile and, and idiotic. And I'm not saying this is only Japan. 
This is happening in a lot of countries, but, you know, if you're going to have anti-noise laws to kind of prevent these health issues and prevent your population from becoming docile and idiotic, you got to enforce the laws. Um, and the greatest thing about this article, which I was not aware of, it was really kind of the star part of the article, is there are anti-noise groups in Japan. Who knew? I'll sign me up, man. They mention a couple anti-noise groups uh, in Japan in this article. You can find them if you Google the article. Or maybe if I'm not lazy, I'll put the links to the article and to the uh, uh, to an article I wrote about this too as well. And maybe the links, if I can find them, to the anti-noise groups in Japan. Because you know what? Sign me up. Sign me up for these groups. I will join you guys. So I'll try to put all the links to, you know, the further reading type stuff uh, in the episode description. Uh, and final thought, you know, at the very end, uh, thank you for listening to this. Uh, if you got this far through this noisy rant, bitchy whining uh, podcast, uh, God bless you. Uh, you know, scream and yell. Scream and yell all you want. Scream and yell and yell and scream about how noisy this fucking country is. God bless you, baby. All right, take care. If you like this podcast, if you enjoyed, please, uh, there's plenty more. Uh, you can go to my website, mondaiji.com. You can also go to japanatron.com. That will take you to the, Jap- uh, the Japanatron podcast section of my main site, which, like I said, is mondaiji.com. You can leave your comments, leave some feedback. Uh, YouTube, I'm on there. All my links, uh, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, are, are all at the bottom of the site with my little social networking uh, icons. Enjoy, and uh, you have a good day, a good, quiet, relaxing day, hopefully without any noise blasting into your living space, except for my voice, of course. All right, take care, bae. Take care, baby. <laughs> Toodles. Welcome to You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.